Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. On today's podcast, we welcome Stepanka Kuralova. She is a clinical hypnotherapist and women's guide who works with clients from all around the world and helps them reclaim their power, confidence, and inner glow. She specializes in helping her clients overcome fears, insecurities, and anxiety that is holding them back from following their desires and feeling magnetic. She believes in bridging science, practical tools, and mindset principles with spirituality, the perfect blend for a modern-day woman who desires to have it all while staying true and connected to herself. Stepanka is a qualified clinical hypnotherapist, emotional freedom technique, and neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, angelic Reiki healer. Please welcome Stepanka. On today's episode, we have Stepanka joining us once again, and today we are chatting all about emotional intelligence and manifesting our goals. Welcome, Stepanka. Thank you. I cannot wait for us to be talking everything about emotional intelligence. It's such a big It's a and huge topic, topic, and I think it's like almost all-encompassing. So where would you like to get started on this topic? Mm, so... Because it is such a big, wide topic, I feel like it would be really good to just explain how emotional intelligence can help us. Because I feel that when we hear the word, the phrase emotional intelligence, it can sound boring. I'm not going to lie to you. It can honestly sound like it's a boring topic, something perhaps from a, uh, from a management or leadership book, because very often emotional intelligence gets mentioned when it comes to management training, so you know, becoming a leader of your team and so on. So I, I, I find that sometimes people think this is not relevant to me. But what I found from my experience is that emotional intelligence is actually a concept that is so overlooked, so overlooked in the personal development um, industry. And I find that you know sometimes other tools don't work for us. And the reason behind that could be because we are not coming from the right energy space. And the emotional intelligence, emotional resilience are missing and then we are not getting the results we want. So just very simply explained, emotional intelligence is relevant to all of us. Because if we look at the brain very simply, simplified you know, version, <laughs> probably not very scientific, but we could say that we've got two, two brains, the emotional brain and we've got the rational brain. And you are probably familiar with this. So the emotional brain would be um, the limbic system. It's impulsive, it's way older than the rational brain. The rational brain would be the neocortex which is really good at coming up with ideas, planning, goal setting, and so on. But because of how we evolved as humans, the emotional brain is just faster because it's older. So it will bypass the rational brain. So as much as we think like, oh, we are these rational beings making these logical, intelligent decisions, the reality is we are hardwired to make emotional decisions without us even knowing about it. And um, we get told like, you know, don't get swept by emotions, you know, calm down and make a rational decision. And we, we often think we are making rational decisions, but there is always emotion behind that. And that's okay, because what truly matters is how we respond to those emotions. Whether these emotions are in charge of us and we don't, we are not in touch with them, we cannot understand their messages, then, you know, they might be in charge of our life and it can feel almost like, like we are this pendulum. That, that's just such a good way to explain emotion. So this pendulum... Uh, moves from one side to the other. And if it moves all the way to the far end of emotional repression, for example, when we are suppressing and ignoring our emotions, then of course it's a pendulum. It's bound to move all the way to the other extreme, which is either emotional overwhelm, 
and the emotional overwhelm can be like you don't know what to do you are just so confused it's so overwhelming you can't deal or cope with the situation that's in front of you or it could be like you explode like a volcano <laughs> and it, it's almost like that last straw <laughs> and then you know people who are completely innocent <laughs> will experience this eruption so i find that what we really desire here is to be more towards the middle and and let that you know pendulum to move and swing and that's okay you know our emotions are meant to change and fluctuate and and we evolve with them as humans but when we stay in the center you know allowing and accepting our emotions processing them seeing what's happening expressing them that's also important you know biting your tongue over and over again again you will erupt like a volcano <laughs> so this is really our goal and this might sound like yeah all makes sense but we often don't acknowledge or are not aware of like this is in impacting Everything. our entire life oh including our relationships our achievements, career, um, communication skills, and your energy as well. So if you are someone who like does believe in the law of attraction and, and that we are the creators of our life experience, this is also an important aspect. And that's where I feel like emotional intelligence is overlooked because we hear we have like all these manifestation teachers out here in the world, but not all of them speak about what do I do when things are not working out? Like what if I have done all these exercises and I have written everything and um, I am visualizing every single day and the manifestation is not coming because that's when the emotions take over. That's when we are more likely to procrastinate, self-sabotage, get stuck. Um, we let the old patterns to come back and, and we let them to rule our life. So I find that mastering, emotional mastering, is really about that, about overcoming self-sabotage. Because if emotional intelligence is missing, you will protect yourself because you don't trust yourself subconsciously, right? You don't trust yourself that you are strong enough to handle disappointment, to handle getting hurt. And then it's almost like, hmm, deep down, I'm not sure whether I can even handle manifesting this, whether I can even handle like, accomplishing this goal because both i might get really hurt if it doesn't work out and can i cope with failure do i trust myself enough or it's the opposite can i handle do i deserve that success right a lot of people doubt whether they even deserve that to begin with so everything you've said so far has been absolutely beautiful it ties in beautifully with everything that we always talk about and really being able to feel your emotions but not becoming your emotions right like you were talking with that pendulum from the one side where it's like recluse no not feeling any emotions all the way to the other side where it's like alarm bells going off everything is going crazy in your life and finding that middle ground find like living in the gray is what we always say right and not not being one or the other but being able to regulate from one to the other yeah and if you look at the power of now the power of now they talk about becoming the observer right mm -hmm. Ob becoming the observer i think is the key to emotional intelligence because you need to be able to acknowledge and observe the emotion that you're feeling recognize um, it, yeah. and we always talk about bringing that emotion back into your body where in your body are you feeling that emotion because when we have that emotion in our body, we can begin to breathe through that emotion and bring that energy back into the present and back into the earth, right? Sometimes the maybe the overwhelm or the anxiety that we might be feeling might not be ours to hold. It might be, you know, what is what are we feeling as a greater society, those kinds of things. And so noticing that emotion, where is it sitting heavy in your body and beginning to bring your breath and awareness to it to send that emotion back outside of you, right? Our emotions have energy and we talk about this all the time and energy cannot be destroyed energy can only be transferred so when you're talking about the pendulum if energy can only be transferred if you explode that's a transfer <laughs> of energy right it's going out <laughs> one way if you are holding that energy on the other side of that pendulum and you're holding it inside of you it starts that, to create that dis-ease. Yeah, it creates that dis-ease in your body. And so being, being able to release that energy, but what I'm going to say is in a constructive manner, meaning like I am feeling, you know, happy, sad, angry, mad, whatever, but 
I'm going to observe it, notice it, notice feel, where... Feel it, don't become it. And allow myself to feel it. And maybe that means I need to set a timer for myself. I'm going to feel really sad for myself for the next five minutes. And then in five minutes, I'm no longer... I've had my time. Or, you know, giving yourself those boundaries, I think, is really important. What is your take on that? Mm, oh, my goodness. I... I resonate with everything you have said i totally agree and i love the way you explained it and i i think that actually embodiment you know moving the energy transmuting that energy is a really big piece of emotional intelligence um becoming the observer and like okay what do i do now like you know what is the, the practical step because sometimes you know all of this can sound like like a really good theory but what do i do like what's the tangible thing i can do and that's what you mentioned like energy cannot be destroyed it needs to be transmuted so i find that actually moving your energy even literally like moving your body can be a very helpful tool and breath work definitely a really big um, aspect of this and i find that hypnosis can also really help us and um when people have been on on one extreme of the pendulum they can find it hard though they can find it really hard to actually get in touch with their bodies and recognize what is present. And I noticed myself when I uh, started working like years, years ago, probably maybe 12 years ago now, I, I came across maybe even before that, I don't know. I uh, started working with an EFT practitioner, emotional freedom technique, tapping, tapping practitioner. And she would ask me those questions. She was like, well, what do you feel? How do you feel about that? And I couldn't tell. It it was like the most random question. And I, I I found it so hard. And I remember I wanted to give up on that therapy with her because I just couldn't answer those questions. And now looking back at it in hindsight, I think it's so interesting, but I was so disconnected. And I find that often the disconnection starts in our childhood or teenage years when we don't get the education on what emotions are. You know, parents perhaps don't have the education themselves and we cannot blame our parents, right? Especially like the generation of my parents, they didn't really have the resources like we do now. It wasn't as widely accessible and available. So it's never about blaming anyone. But um, I, I know like me, myself and my clients, like we often got told things such as, oh, if you don't stop crying, you're going to be locked in your bedroom until you calm down. Or, uh, oh, have have ice cream. Eat. Have something. Have a cookie. Oh, you sad? Oh, why don't you have a piece of cake? That's going to make you feel better. So often it's either like avoidance, like, oh, my God, shut it out. Like this, like crying. I can't deal with your tears. Like you're going to get punished. And it doesn't usually come from a mean place. It can come from... Basically, we don't know what else to do. And the other aspect is distraction, eat. And this is why we get so many people with emotional eating, right? Because it's, again, a great way to distract yourself. And I find it with emotional eating, um, it works in two ways. Literally, your body is so busy processing this food, digesting it, that it just can't focus on anything else in a minute. Uh, but it's also mind thing, distracting your mind, eating something, and then we create this connection like Ooh, ice cream makes me feel better. But the reality is the emotion will be there and eventually it will come back up to the Well, surface. with trauma, they so when we look at stress, trauma, PTSD, one of the biggest indicators um, of how that's affecting you is that desensitization, that disconnection from self, right? Mm -hmm. Like you almost feel like an out-of-body experience because you don't feel like this is your being. Um, and so when we start to bring that felt sense back into that body, you know, can I notice my toes, you know, but whatever that might be, it can be just small little details to begin to bring that awareness back into the body. And so when you're saying, you know, it starts in childhood, 
For sure it does. I mean, how many times have you heard like people say to a little boy, be a man, you can't cry. Men, little little <laughs> men don't cry. That's my life growing up. You know, or, <clears throat> you know, suck it up. You know, it's, it's just, you know, whatever. And we brush it off, like you said. And so I think that that's where the disconnection starts. And then as we gain society and you look at nowadays where everybody's living very, very stressed out lives, we're all very disconnected from our beings. So when we are consuming food or that distraction it's really just like you said just to kind of stop us from looking inward and so one of the tools that I often will give a client to do is I call it a five sense mindfulness technique and so we bring our awareness back to our senses like you're feeling overwhelmed you're feeling anxious you're feeling angry whatever it might be stop and pause for just a moment I just want you to be present in the moment for a second and go okay what is something I can see what is something I can smell what is something I can hear? What is something I can feel? I mean, very rarely, what what is something I can taste? I mean, like... That Compliment. Weird, yeah, whatever. But find those five senses that brings you back to the present moment. And suddenly, you're more connected with your body. And you'll notice in that moment that the energy in your body begins to flow from top to bottom, bottom to top, equally on both sides of the body in that moment. And then as you become distracted again, that energy begins to flow differently. And you might be not necessarily carrying yourself the way that you wanted to but it's going to be a different way in which your energy is moving forward i think one of the big things a lot of people do and I'm, i was guilty of this myself too back when i was firefighting if i dealt with some like i'm going to use the term shitty calls i would i would keep myself so busy that i couldn't think if that makes sense and i think a lot of people do that where if they don't know how to process the emotion they just keep themselves busy so if you see somebody that is just busy all the time there's probably some stuff going on in the background, <laughs> but, but really, because we don't know how to, we don't know how to regulate those. We're not comfortable in those emotions because we've never been taught how to regulate those. So we just stay busy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You nailed it, Mike. Like literally, like we distract ourselves so much. And I find like a modern way of distracting ourselves yeah. is social media. Literally, like, scrolling up and down right? on like, the phone. <laughs> that, that is yeah, the distraction. Exactly. And I, it's like people zone out, you know? People zone out. And, like, after a while, like, who am I even looking at? And I find this is literally when anxiety is kicking in and they don't know how to cope with it. And I, I love um, what you said about the five senses. You know, sensuality, which literally means being in touch with your senses, is so important. And um, there is this fear around, like, like, what if I allow myself to feel all of this? You know, like, that's what people fear deep down. And, and I always say, actually, you know, emotions is, like you said, energy. And the less you fight it, like, the less you resist it, it will mm. move through you. There is this fear of like, what if I get stuck in it? Like, what if I allow myself to feel this deep sadness and I'll never get out of it and it will, it will stay there and it will be present in my body. And I always explain this to my clients, like, it's like a wave of energy and it will literally move through your body and you will feel better. So working with one's senses is important i i guide my clients it's really unusual technique but i find it works so well is to look somewhere let's say look at a picture on on the wall in front of you and then imagine that there is a magnet behind each one of your eyes and it's it's a weird thing so you are like looking somewhere and now you are visualizing there are like two magnets um or like a horseshoe magnet you know, in your head, each end behind one of the eyes, and you like put your attention there. So you practice this with having your eyes open. And then you close your eyes and you observe again what is happening. Because sometimes actually what happens is when people close their eyes, even to practice meditation or hypnosis or something else, they zone out again. They leave that body again and they are not present in the physical body, which is which is the intention here to be truly, you know, sometimes we have hypnosis and meditations when it's okay to be out there and, you know, fly about with your attention. But with um, sensuality, embodiment, it's important to actually yeah, focus on the body. So, yeah, exactly. 
and and to begin feeling safe you know after trauma it can it can feel really unsafe to be in your body what if these feelings come back what if by being present in the body i become more vulnerable i become more sensitive or it will be easier for other people to hurt me so it's like the little steps of helping us to feel safe and then so with this technique, you then close your eyes again and you are practicing it again. Just placing your attention and awareness behind your eyes. And it does feel really weird when you play with it, but then you just like, oh my God, I'm so present. And before I have my clients do this, I'll ask them, you know, on a scale from zero to hundred, how present are you right now? And there is no right or wrong answer. Um, 100 means 100% present, zero is like not present at all. And I had clients say 20 or 30. And then we do this technique and it goes up to like 80, 85. I had clients in my program, Emotional Alchemy, who were like, oh my God, 98, it feels so good to be present. It's actually, wow, the body feels good. Like it feels very grounding. It actually does mm -hmm. feel safe. And I love when you when you mentioned Kayla about like taking on almost like the collective emotions or there sometimes it's almost like a vibe in the air and we like take it on. Well, this is why being present is so important because imagine your body is like a glass. I wish I had a glass. I I only have my mug here. So imagine your oh there you go. So we have got a glass and it's Oh, is no. it half full? <laughs> yes, that's perfect. So we have got this glass and we've got water in it. And now it's maybe like 50%, maybe, maybe 60, right? So the 40% is empty. And it's with like your energy and spirit in your body. If it's empty, like there is like 40% is missing, then that's where you can take on other people's energies because you are not present there yourself, because you are not grounded in your being. So you are more vulnerable, you are more open to take on other people's emotions, anxiety, thoughts. When you are truly present, when it's like 100 or even 90, you know, from 90 onwards, you are less likely to get affected by those things. So if I get clients who feel very sensitive to I don't know, going to a family party, it can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm not sure whether I'll be able to cope with so many people or um, whether, you know, like there is this person who always moans and complains and I don't want to like get affected by that. Always share this technique, you know, practice this, really ground yourself in your body. And, you know, when it's full, there is no more space left. Totally. Is it yeah, sense? we do something like that with our kids sometimes. So we call it like the rainbow technique. So um, if you're feeling like super emotional or you're not sure that you want to protect your energy a little bit, so we'll draw a rainbow from one side of the ground up and over all the way to the other side. And this is mm -hmm. your space and nobody can enter your space without you allowing them into your space. So I love the glass half full, glass half empty. I... Um, visualization for that because it's the same idea it is up to you how much space you allow other people to take up within within you and within your energy i mean how often are we busy running around and we're not paying attention to being present in the moment and then all of a sudden you know your spouse is not in a great mood or your kids are not in a great mood or whatever the people that you're around and you're all of a sudden you go from being in this really high level mood where you're not really present to drained and not really sure why you're upset and it's like no it's because you were not being present in your energy you were allowing other people to take up space and i like to call those people energy sucks sometimes because they do they want to they're they're missing something so they're sucking your energy um to get that but i mean i know just from teaching group fitness i've done it the other way where I get, you know, revved up on other people's energy. When other people are energized and I'm energized, I can bring more energy to them too. Yeah, yeah. So and I think it goes in both ways. Oh, it does for sure. I was going to say that too. Like team sports growing up my entire life, the whole team gets going and that, and you can feel that energy when everybody's like pumped and just jazzed for what you're doing. It's, it's powerful. It's amazing. Like look at the, look at the Super Bowl halftime <laughs> show. I was pumped for that because I'm a 90s kid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is 
it's so true when you're talking about all of this stuff and the importance of emotional intelligence and how vital it is um, to feeling an emotion. One of the things that I often will talk to clients about um, is that when we're trying to get over stress, trauma, um, or just things that maybe happened in our past that often those are like sticking points or sticking moments thought patterns that keep coming back. Um, I think that a lot of people think that they need to go back and relive that. They need to quote unquote work through it. And I'm like- Accept it for what, what it was, Just Move accept on. it for what your memory tells you it was. But what often I'll say is, go back and give yourself the emotion you were looking for. So if you were feeling, you know, really unloved or really unsupported, um, unsupported or I mean, looked over as a child for lack of a better way of saying that uh go back and give that child self whatever it was that they were looking for so they felt really unsupported like just go through close your eyes visualize that child version of yourself and give them a hug or send them love share that emotion that they needed in that moment or show them how supported that you support them now because all of a sudden that memory goes from being this really bright memory to being super foggy and all of a sudden you you begin to take back your power in that moment because you don't need to go through reliving everything that you felt there. You already felt that. You know, maybe if you didn't allow yourself to run or allow yourself to feel angry or whatever, you can choose to do that as well. But supporting yourself in that journey. And I think a lot of people are afraid when it comes to emotions. It's like, if I begin to open this, it's going to be a floodgate. Bleed out everywhere. You know, yeah. Right. And it's true. If you do, if you begin yeah. to rip off band-aids, you might bleed all over other people unless you have a process set up to support yourself. And that's why I'm saying giving yourself that emotion. So I'm going to go back to this child version of myself when, you know, I was eight years years old and I felt like nobody was paying attention to me and I'm going to give myself the love and the support that I needed then and just truly being in that and you know what maybe that's mm -hmm. one day maybe that's a, t a couple weeks of spending time in that place but then moving on from it and yeah. going okay you know what I'm going to go into this future version of myself and see the belief that that person has or whatever and I'm going to send more energy in that way and seeing that you can actually like time is parallel you can send energy in any direction that you want but it's all based on your perception so if we begin to change that perception that emotional intelligence within us grows mm, I love that so beautifully said and explained and funnily enough um Late last night, I felt inspired to record a solo episode for my podcast about this. And I feel the same way. And I find sometimes it's the inner child and other times it's the inner teenager who needed that support. And we can so easily go back and give them the emotional support they needed uh, without needing to relive the traumatic scenario or whatever that was. Or I find that it can be really helpful to hear the words we wished we heard back then. So perhaps we we were a little bit really confused, didn't quite understand what was happening. Now as an adult, in hindsight, I can see what was going on. I have a different perspective. I am more mature. I have got, uh, you know, different wisdom to my younger self. So I will do this in hypnosis or meditation. And it's a technique I use a lot with my clients and I'll take them back and I'm like, just share you know what you feel they needed in that moment what is it that you truly needed like was there an emotion reassurance perhaps a feeling of safety you needed and it sounds very simple but it can shift so much and we extract what we need from the past and we can heal and accept the rest that we are no longer taking with us if that makes sense so i i love that you mentioned that and i feel that it could be something people can do themselves or if perhaps visualizing it feels scary or not sure how to start i would yeah. even write it down you know perhaps there is a memory that comes up so what would you say to yourself or well, that's what i was going to say a lot of people don't even know where to start with this right because they think you know in their mind if they go back to these memories that they had they're just going to be like kayla said ripping the band-aid off and bleeding all over everybody so for anybody that is looking at starting something that's starting to build that emotional resiliency emotional intelligence where do you think would be the best place to actually start for somebody brand new who've never done this if you're ready to make a change in your life 
step into the best version of you, check out our Iron Self Transformation Program. Find more info on our website, www.ironbodycoach.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would honestly start with something really simple, like pausing a few times throughout your day and checking in with your body. Okay, what is it that's actually present? And in this way, we are avoiding that huge buildup that very mm-hmm. often happens. Another very simple and effective technique, which I believe all of us can easily do with our phones or laptops or whatever we've got, is to look up emotional or feeling wheel. And it's this wheel with different emotions and emotions can feel really confusing, right? So very often we use words such as, oh, I'm stressed. I'm feeling really bad. And these are such overused words and they don't, what do they actually mean? What does it mean? What does stress mean? It can mean anything. Does it mean you are anxious? Does it mean you feel overwhelmed? Does it mean you feel angry? Like it's actually really interesting to pinpoint what emotion you are experiencing because it's going to give you an insight into what is going on within you and what is the thing that actually made you feel that way. Because sometimes it can be our spouse at home, they say something, and all of a sudden we are like feeling all, all these emotions and we want to shout or yell or, you know, say whatever, like, he made me feel that way. But when we look at the, the wheel of emotion, you might find that actually I felt insecure. I actually felt really insecure because um, he is going out without me or something else. But we will say, oh, he just makes me so angry or um, just makes me anxious. Anxiety can sometimes be another word that gets sometimes overused. So I would start by checking in with yourself a couple of times per day. Okay, what is present in my body? Can I ground myself back into my body? Can I be present? Can I accept what is currently happening? And then using this wheel of emotions, when you Google it, it will come up as the photo or a picture image. You can download it into your phone. And when things are beginning to feel overwhelming, have a look at it. You start on the inside where you've got the main five or six emotions usually, and you work your way out. And you will go to the outer part of the wheel where you've got like the very individual emotions and you will surprise yourself. It will... And when you recognize what the emotion is, it doesn't feel as urgent anymore. It's almost like it takes the intensity out of it. And um, I would say like um, like a third mindset shift, which anyone can do, and it's really simple, is to realize and recognize that all emotions are just emotions. There is no such thing as bad or good emotions. And when we label them, that's when we start resi- start resisting them. Oh, anger is a bad emotion. I should not feel that. Sadness is a bad emotion. I should not feel that. Let's, let's suppress it. Let's not feel it. Let's push it down. Let's pretend I'm happy. And this can sometimes happen to um, people who like, oh, I want to manifest my best life. I should not feel sad. I should have, I should be happy. Because if I feel sad, what if I attract more of sad things? And I feel this is actually when we go into the energy of avoidance and um, almost like denying what is truly present for us. The thing is, it will still be there. It will be at the back of your mind. It will be affecting your life. So actually, you are suppressing not only your emotions, but you are suppressing your, your intuition. And then you are more likely to attract more of these things because the universe your higher self, whatever you would like to call it, wants you to deal with it and clear that energy. And what made a huge difference to me was to recognize that actually, you know, being positive all of the time just doesn't work like we are human beings, not robots. But also just think of some of the most incredible projects, organizations, books you have read, very often it got started because someone somewhere felt an emotion which traditionally would get labeled as the negative emotion. So some of the most incredible projects or books were written or created when 
someone felt really angry, angry because there was injustice happening in the world, or they felt really lonely, or they lost a loved one. So, you know, when we lose a loved one, we can't label sadness as a bad emotion, can we? Because that just shows we were so connected to this person. We love them. Yeah. It's... It- it's just so powerful to hear, you know, you you discuss emotions and the importance of feeling them and being within them. We are emotional beings. We are meant to be emotional. And I love that you said we're not meant to be happy all the time. And I think that, you know, especially with social media, we look through and when you see everybody's success it's reels. It's a highlight reel. Yeah. yeah. And you're not really seeing, you know, <clears throat> those moments of despair. Or maybe some people are only posting those moments of despair. So I think that there's like kind of that that both end of the spectrum where it's like, no, we are meant to be you know, emotional, feel that emotion, but that's where self-compassion comes in, right? Self-compassion says it's common humanity. We are all suffering. Our entire experience of being a human is a is a, an experience of suffering, but we're all suffering together. You know, it's that unity that we each one of our spirits is connected together and that you're not suffering alone. You're suffering degree might be slightly different than mine and what you're suffering for might be different than mine but we're all feeling that and going within that that also means that we all have the ability to come outside of that and mike and i often will talk about you know the language or the terminology that we're using in regards to our emotions you know I am something lends way to, you know, you can never be anything else. I am sad. I am depressed, whatever. But if you say, I feel sad, I feel depressed, Mm -hmm. that means that you could feel something different. There is other options out there. And I know when I was going through depression when I was younger, it was, I feel depressed. I'm going to listen to sad music that causes extra depression. And I only see the negative. And I was never seeing anything that was like bright shining. And it's really hard when you're in that headspace to see the light on the other side and to see that there is good. So all I'm saying is allowing that possibility to come out that there could be good. I mean, if we look at uh, Dr. Emoto's water experiment, our body is 80% water. And so if we are filling our body with the, the words, the language, the, the music, the television, whatever that is consuming us is negative, then of course we're going to feel more of those, uh, I'm going to say less desirable emotions. Yeah. Like I don't want to label them good or bad, but they're just less desirable. Nobody wants to feel those those less desirable ones. Sad Nikki all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you if we start to consume, you know, more of what we nourish our bodies with being, you know, we're nourishing ourselves with positive people, with positive messages, maybe we that means we need to take a social media break, you know, listening to music that empowers us, listening to podcasts that empower us, all of those kinds of things then we begin to see more good in the world because that is what we're consuming. What you're surrounding and yourself that with. is what the water molecules in your body are essentially absorbing. Again, it's that energy, right? But when we look at it from Dr. Emoto's perspective with it being in the water molecule um, notion, you can physically see the changes under a microscope. So if you can physically see those changes, then I just want you to, people to think about like, what, what are the changes that are taking place inside? inside of your body? I mean, we can physically feel the change when you go from sad to happy. You can feel that, right? Like all of a sudden you're like crying and then somebody makes you laugh and you feel that energetic change for a moment. It's that is that's where the power lies is within that moment to like you said transmute that energy to really begin to change our state i mean mike and i we did a whole um, podcast recently on how to change your state and the importance of changing your state uh but i think that a lot of people feel that oh well you know today's just not a great day i'm not going to be able to get out of this mood or whatever was like, no, you have that power to change it. That power resides within you, but you have to have that emotional intelligence to look at it from another perspective, to take a moment to breathe, to be present in the moment. Because that emotion lives in the present, not in the past, not in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and language is so important. I, I'm so grateful you mentioned that. I love 
everything you said by the way it was so so spot on and uh like you said like it's almost we identify with emotions and i always encourage my clients to to say like you said i am experiencing this emotion i'm feeling it rather than labeling yourself i am an anxious person this is who i am it's part of me it's not it's just an energy you are experiencing so shifting your words is it sounds simple but it makes a huge huge difference and i i find that even avoiding words such as never always this is absolute. the way i am these are very strong yes absolute they are very strong words like um and it's even when you describe other people i i hear my clients describing their partner oh he never helps me never are you sure like never ever in your entire life your partner helped you I'm like uh no <laughs> you know and i always like i i always encourage them let's do that like let, be careful how you use the word always because it literally means all of the times never means like it never happens so be careful with how you use them you can use them in a positive way like i always you know i'm always present in my body that could be a cool affirmation but i always mess up hmm that is quite strong 100% every single time you mess up is that true when can we question that thought can we question this pattern and and what i find is incredibly important and a huge piece of emotional intelligence is communication skills really mastering your communication skills and as well you know up level your relationships in an incredible way when you begin respecting yourself your emotional state but also other people's emotions instead of taking everything personally in you know words won't when we think about it yes there is physical violence in the world i don't want to deny that but on many occasions in our lives the things that caused us the most harm or wounding and emotional emotional wounding were words something someone said to us and it was so painful that like you know we are still recovering from that as how painful certain things could have been so really becoming self responsible when it comes to words okay well if i am now here exploding maybe i actually need to go to the bedroom first before we have the conversation there is also such a thing as emotional flooding and emotional flooding can happen in the midst of a conversation and if you feel that's happening emotional flooding is when like the stress fight or flight response is kicking in so you might find yourself breathing fast you might be sweating you can't concentrate on your words uh your heart might be beating really fast uh you might like see things blurry as well like you cannot continue having this conversation if this is an important topic you need to take a break and then it's important to communicate it instead of running away because sometimes it happens like it's unbearable so we just leave the conversation which leaves the other person like hanging and they don't feel safe like oh my god are they ever coming back you know what what's happening here it creates unsafety and um in a relationship and we don't trust each other so communicating actually i need to have a cup of tea or i need to go for a walk and let's go back to this and it takes about 20 minutes for the body to calm down from emotional flooding so i find like all these bits are part of this bigger picture that we call emotional intelligence i love that you mentioned safety uh because it goes back to like at the very beginning of the conversation you also men uh mentioned creating a trusting relationship with yourself and others and i think that that safety is the key to emotional intelligence like it's kind of like the key that begins to unlock the door and then the observer is the one that opens the door having safety within yourself knowing that you are safe that i am okay you know even if it means putting a hand on your belly and a hand on your chest and giving yourself that affirmation i am okay i am present in my body i am in a safe place whatever that is but allowing yourself to know that you are okay uh also creating mm -hmm. that safe environment to feel your emotions you know 
you don't obviously want to do this when you're on the side of the road waiting for the local bus or something like that. You know, where is a, a safe place that you can do this? Could you do this in your bedroom? Could you do the, you know, creating that safe environment to feel our emotions, to acknowledge our emotions. And when we're not in a safe environment, you know, maybe that creating that safe environment just means bringing that awareness back to your breath because your breath can keep you safe. Like I am either a runner or a, or a fainter when it comes to stress. So I'm either going to run away from it or I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I, Mike swears that I was a possum in my past life. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I go, if there's something crazy happening, I go straight towards it. And that's how I've always been. And so when it comes to that, one of the biggest things that I do is I come back to my breath and I just count four in, four out, four in, four out. I literally will have no idea what's going on around me because I need to re-engage my person <laughs> fully present on the to, breath <laughs> to become back into that safe environment before I can actually be present outside of myself and I think that that's important is that I create that safe environment within me first and then I can be present with outside of me well that's something it, it's very similar to what we say about like that that loving relationship too is like you need that loving relationships with self before you can give that out to everybody else and it's the same thing with being present you got to be present with yourself before you can start to share that out too mm, that's such a good point and I I think this is almost like the inner or self leadership you know, I need to be able to lead myself through this emotional state, create safety for myself, within myself, in my surrounding. And then it's way easier to du duplicate this in a relationship, in a partnership, in a romantic relationship, when we really want there to, we want safety to be there. Like even in a team, you know, have you've got, uh, you know, team members, you want them to feel safe. You want them to feel comfortable enough to share certain things. So I, I definitely think it's the same. And I love how you shared like, okay, one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly. And I find that simplicity is key. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. We often overthink, we overcomplicate things. We think there needs to be a secret formula, like a 10, you know, 10 step procedure that I need to do in order to overcome this. But actually, you know, simplicity is key and even simple, gentle, compassionate self-talk can be so helpful when emotions run high, therefore intelligence is slow. So being very <laughs> gentle with yourself and say simple things such as, I will be okay. I will be okay. And an affirmation like that might sound like, okay, well, so not anything special, but it's a match for where you at. Because if you freaking out, if you panicking, if there is fear present in your body and all of a sudden you come up with all these fancy, extremely positive affirmations, your mind will be like, yeah. who are you kidding? Like, that doesn't feel true. None of this feel true. And this is exactly how I like started diving into emotional intelligence. And it was when I was ill and I was really struggling with my health and I was diving into personal development doing all these affirmations meditating and visualizing my body being healthy every single day and it just did not feel authentic I felt like who am I kidding here like I'm I'm repeating like I'm healthy I'm feeling energized I'm feeling this or that and my body was just screaming shut up that's not true you are aching like, <laughs> and it felt like there was such a big gap between where I was emotionally, physically, and where I wanted to be and the affirmations, like they were not a match for yeah. where I was. Or like, you know, certain mindset techniques. And and I, I find that even certain hypnosis techniques, I couldn't do them because I just felt so poorly in that moment. It was so hard for me to believe that things can go better, but I could get behind an idea that eventually I will be okay. I might not believe that I'm okay right mm -hmm. now. I might not believe in the idea that tomorrow I'll wake up and all of those health problems will be gone, but I might get behind an idea that things can get better. And that's 
where does simplicity I think that that's what we talk about a lot where we create the I am statements or the affirmation in an action orientated motion um, I we had a business coach for a while that was like set your business goals I want you to read them every night and it was like you know I'm making fifteen thousand dollars a month and my body is like no you're not no, you're not. We're no, and it, it, I, I did it. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to manifest my goals. This is going to come to me. And every night I felt like a choking feeling in my throat. It didn't sit well. And I was doing it, but I wasn't feeling that place. And so what we started doing is it's like, Kate, let's create an action orientated. I'm taking steps towards my goals. You know, I am. What is my main goal? My main goal is to impact thousands of lives to encourage other people to step into a best version of themselves and each day that best version might be redefined what is the best version of you today maybe the best version of me today is just the fact that i'm going to eat breakfast because i haven't been doing that or whatever that is but what is the action that you're taking towards that and creating that action so i am you know taking action towards my goals today feeling that feeling in your body okay that actually sits okay in my body. I notice that emotion in my body. And now I can move forward in in that in that emotional state versus it being that, like you said, that stuck feeling, like it feels kind of icky, it doesn't sit very well. Um, and But you can begin to manifest your goals in that way because when it comes to emotions, I think that a lot of people need to begin to heal those I'm going to call them wounds within ourselves before we can truly begin to manifest going forward. Because if it feels icky, sticky, you don't believe it, then how can you begin to feel that emotion or that state of what it feels like to achieve those other things? Yeah. Like the, the power of positivity is very powerful. Like having those po positive affirmations and things that you're working towards, 100% a good thing. But again, like you guys are both saying, having it like so far from where you're currently at, I, I don't know another, a better way to say that, but like having it almost feel disassociating, that that can be paralyzing in itself. Well, and it can create more disassociation within the body. Yeah. Right? It can, yeah. I, I call this, like I, I talk about this in my program, Emotional Alchemy, and I created like a whole story for my clients to remember it and really like lock it in and remember this metaphor. And I call it a bridging stage. You know, you are on the on one riverbank and it feels muddy. You are covered in mud and it doesn't feel good. But eventually, you know, as you start cleaning yourself up, you begin seeing the other riverbank. Ooh, and on the other side, they serve cocktails. It's the sun is shining there. The grass is green. That's where I want to be. That's where are my manifestations. How do I get there? Well, the gap is really big at this stage. So you start bridging, you start building your own bridge, and this is how you work your way up, and this is why it's never about the goals, but it's about who you become as a result of achieving those goals. And as you work on yourself, as you heal, like you become a different person, a person who is a match for those things, but at the same time, that would, you know, needs to be celebrated the most rather than this goal or achievement that's still incredible and I'm so proud of you. But actually, how amazing it is that you are the one who created it and who you have become. We do an exercise called the mandorla. So it's a te technically like a Venn diagram. And a mandorla is um, Italian for almond shape. So it's the almond shape in the center. And there's lots of like different metaphors for what mandorla can mean. But we'll do one side being like your old version of yourself, the other side being your version that you want to step into. And in the mandorla is everything in between, everything that you're taking from your old self and everything that's going into that new self what are the best characteristics about yourself so that you can see that bridging of the gap that these aren't two totally different people these are the same person but there's just a meld in the center and that's where we begin to do that and then we we redo it several weeks later because then you can actually see that progression see the shift and yeah. you see that energetic <laughs> shift within yourself um in i a year ago i am not the same coach and trainer that i was a year ago but i think that that's important because we should be ever evolving we should be learning and growing like that is part of this wonderful human experience and as we learn and grow and we find new pieces of ourselves we begin to say you know what i'm glad i'm stepping 
moving into this better version. I'm glad I'm showing up in this version and that I can share my new knowledge or my new expertise with the world around me. And so that's like a huge, huge piece when it comes to that emotional intelligence. And like you said, it's about the journey is being able to look back and see just how far you've come. How big of a bridge you built. Yes, and exactly. How big of a bridge you built and how much further you still have to go. I mean, there is no end destination. You're going to hit these miles. The goals are more like milestones. Yeah, right? we talk about this with our clients all the time. It's like, once you hit that goal, what's the next goal, right? Like, this is your life. We get to keep it, working. It's perpetual, right? Where there's always another goal. It's never enough. So celebrating those wins or those milestones throughout the process, but acknowledging the journey, because if it wasn't for this journey, you wouldn't be who you are today. And so often we you know, look back at our whole life and we're all, oh, I, you know, all of these things took place in my life and I'm not overly proud of them. The, all of these things took place in your life for the greater purpose for a of reason. <laughs> creating you into who you are. You don't have to like and love all of those pieces, but you have to accept them and acknowledge the fact that they have empowered you to be who you are today. And they haven't empowered you to make any changes moving forward towards the future. Yeah. If you don't like that person, change change one thing start with you know maybe that person starts moving their body on a regular basis starts Ma going for a walk and now all of a sudden being in nature makes you feel better that changes our emotions there's so much to this yeah gratitude right maybe that new person practices gratitude it's a beautiful thing but like you said yeah and this is what it is isn't it like being in the energy of gratitude while looking forward to what else is out there for us to explore. It's like balancing these two energies. It's so true. It doesn't have to be these big changes, right? Gratitude, pause, just notice something that you're grateful for today. You know, find your breath, notice your emotions. There's all these small techniques. And I think that we're all looking for like this greater thing to fall into our lap and go, this is what's going to change you. But at the end of the day, it's you that gets to change you and that you have to be present within yourself and start with that loving, trusting relationship with yourself. Um, I'm reading Pathways to Love by Deepak Chopra and he essentially says all of the relationships that come into your life are a manifestation of your relationship with yourself. And so when we begin to have a more of a loving relationship with ourselves, that creates more of a loving relationship with those around us. And so when, you know, maybe we're not super happy with how our partner is showing up or how our parents or loved ones might be showing up in our lives. And I just encourage you to take a look at what is the relationship that you have with yourself around that and creating more love and support for yourself. And you might notice that, that those relationships begin to change and shift. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And I, I always say it's never about like helping people to change those things. It's about changing your relationship with them, with those people, the way you view things, your perspective. I was going to say more, more of a perspective shift, right? That, that paradigm shift. Yeah. Well, it's a chance to let go. It's like, I don't need to own this feeling anymore. I don't need to, you know, own these other ways of thinking. I can let go of this. And in that letting go, the flow becomes real. And we begin to allow that energy to flow through us and not become stuck in us. Mm. And I think that that is like, that is really what we're talking about here when it comes to emotional intelligence. Yeah, perfect. Oh, that, that, Nobody chills. I love that. <laughs> what an episode today. Oh my goodness. There is so many golden nuggets in here. Thank you so much for spending the time with us once again, Stepanka. If people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? I would say the best place is to go to my website, which is hypnocoaching.me. And it's where you will find all the links, my solo podcast episodes as well where I share loads of things I've got free hypnosis on there all sorts of different recordings I have got a free Facebook group and Instagram and all the links are in one place on my website so I feel just go there and thank you so out. much we'll link it all through in the show notes thank you so much for taking the time to join us today thank you for sharing your energy and your expertise we truly truly value having you on thank you I loved it <laughs> 
If you love today's podcast and want more information about Stepanka and the services that she offers, you can check her out at hypnocoaching.me or find her on social media under New Earth Woman. Thank you so much for joining us here today. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend, a family member, share it on your social media, let others know about our podcast because that is how we share our message with the world. Please stay tuned for more episodes. Bye for now.